Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another Supercoach Elites quick fire podcast. We have GWS, we have Hawthorne, and we have the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Brenner. The Bombs Express is back. And before we get stuck into reviewing those two teams, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Ah, uh, Find us on Twitter at SC Elite, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Supercoach Elite. And as I said, on our Patreon at www.patreon forward slash SC Elite. Good to be back, boys. Uh, big shout out to our sponsor, um, the Supercoach Championship. Um, head over to their website. You'll find at the bottom uh, links on here to get your uh, 2020 championship ring. Bombs, I know you ordered a, you back ordered a ring, didn't you? I did. I back ordered a ring, and I'll tell you now the beauty about back ordering a ring. Although the listeners might not like this, I believe they've sold out of 2019 and 2018 rings. But back when I took my claim to fame in 2017, came about you know 200 overall, won all the kind of leagues I was involved with, smashed the Divi One uh, Supercoach Elites League. Bretta, I bought myself a ring just to commemorate that fantastic victory that year. How do you feel about that? I feel quite upset because, unfortunately, I've won so many Division One titles, I don't have the bank account or the funds to buy all the rings <laughs> necessary to fill out my cabinet. So, yeah, over to you, Corey. Well, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you now, these rings, I know they look spectacular, Corey, but they're a lot cheaper than you think. Yeah. You can grab them for 99 bucks with about $10 postage. And if you go on back order from 20, I think they got 2015 or 2017, you can grab the ring for only 50 bucks, Bretta. I can't wait to wear mine around this year, too. It's going to be super, super good. <laughs> Um, just, uh, yeah, a couple of housekeepings with the Patreon, um, uh, tier three, uh, elitist packages sold out, but you can still join our Patreon, get in there before the 29th of February to get a spot in one of our Supercoach leagues as well, um, our division leagues, get on there, get on your Discord, for those who haven't signed up, or who have signed up and haven't jumped out in, in our Discord yet, make sure you get in the channel, because that is super active every single day, Barbrett who's just... Active for about fifteen minutes. I'll just keep and dropping pickle I set, pickle I set. And that's and when when we say Brett's active fifteen minutes, it's usually with the misses, not on the podcast either. <laughs> Corey, this is, I'm not liking this. I'm not enjoying this at all. The en- the energizer. I'm gonna have money to cancel my Patreon subscriptions too. <laughs> I reckon. Um, all right, boys. We got GWS and Hawthorne today. Let's get into it. Our last a couple. Quick fire podcast we've been doing this year. We've been going a little bit over than what we normally uh, like. But we'll start with a rookie and we'll start with the Bombs Express. Bombs, who are you going as your GWS rookie? I'm going cash with Tom Cash Cow, Cash Cow, sorry, GWS Cash Cow. Cash Cow. Before Bretta absolutely chewed your head yeah. off. I'll go with Tom Hutchinson, $117,000 mid forward. You ask me why. Well, this is why Corey's 24 years old. The bloke won the agility test at the AFL State Combine, and he also recorded a 2.9 seconds for the 20 meter sprint, which is very, very fast. GWS need pace. It's, it's clearly lacking in their forward line. They selected a 24-year-old mature body. I expect him to feature pretty prominently in the forward line this year. He played in the Sandfield last year. Sandfield. Sandful last year as well, Corey. And he averaged 100 Supercoach points over his 14 games there. So um, Tom Hutchison is his name. I'm legit loving Stat Bonfa this week. Hey, you started, um, you been all over it. started off with a bang, Bretta. Uh, Hutchison's mine simply because mature age player drafted this year, good numbers, playing in the uh, the interstate leagues last year, 
if he plays, he's playing for a reason. They want goals. They want a goal sneak. Um, and it's, it's just a value pick because you think he's, at that age, a decent chance to hold his spot. Not like a kid you just want to give some game time for the sake of it. Um, yeah, Hutchison seems like the likely pick. Tough team to break into, though, GWS, especially with those um, the, the deep midfield that they've got and a few likes coming back from injury. Um, and I'll go Tom Green. I think he'll play a couple of games this year. Probably has to be one of the most unlucky rookies to get drafted, though, because, you know, a lot of other AFL lists, he's probably playing from round one. But with such a stacked GWS midfield, um, it's going to be tough. The kid's a contested beast. He's an absolute machine. I really hope we get him early. 166K midfielder, an absolute talent. So Tom Green, mark the name. Reminds me a lot of one of their other boys in Jacob Hopper. Um very, very similar player, I think. But impressed. He went down and trained with them last year, and they reckon he could have played with them. They said there'd be no problem with this guy getting a game at the moment. So, um, I'm a big fanboy of Jacob Hopper, so you've got my attention. I yeah. might have to do a little bit of digging. Absolute gun. Uh, Bretta, a boss at your... Bretta, boss at your... It sounds like a Sims character there. <laughs> bit of AOE too. Hedge of Empires coming out, you know. <laughs> Uh, Bumps, your midi? My mid-pricer, none other than Sam Jacobs. Now, if he impresses me in the preseason in the Marsh Cup, Corey, or whatever you'd like to call the preseason games, I will eliminate um, Max Gorn from my team, I think. I know that might be an outlandish statement because Max Gorn's an absolute beast, but this guy here, he has not averaged underneath 80 since 2010. Now, he's priced at about 350k, and um, he's going to do more than, I think, 80, and I think he's really going to be the number one ruckman. Don't worry about Mumford. I'm not concerned he's on the list. He's in the back eating sausages. He's all right. He will play 22 games this year, and I think he will be a nice ride up until the buyers. Are you judging it on the fact that you think that they just have a heaps better midfield than Adelaide? No, not really. Not, not really at all. Because it's, it's with weird Sam... for me. Like he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't good enough to be in the Adelaide team. Yeah, because what Rob's an absolute any... freak. What makes it any better here? Well, because, well, what do you mean? Well, because he's got a spot on the list here. So, I mean, but what's he going to come in and score though? Is he going to come in average? Realistically, ninety. That's not. That's not great, but. It's not great, but it's 350,000, Corey. I'll ride him until he's 500K, and then I'll make the upgrade. Does nobody get him to 500K? I reckon. All you need is a little form patch there, a few tons in a row, and you'll get there. If Mumford wasn't in the side, I'd be picking Sam Jacobs. But I think Mumford's going to play too much, and it's going to kill Jacobs, because Mumford can't play anywhere else. No, no. Mumford is is a greedy fucking sausage man. You know why? The only reason, Brett, he's on that list is because he triggered a clause last year that earned him another contract. It's the only reason he's on the list. Otherwise, he was not playing. He was not playing. He's he triggered that clause. He could, no, they don't have to use him. He can just sit there and be a pure backup. I'm telling you now, you don't go out and recruit a 30-something-year-old Sam Jacobs while you're in the premiership window and chop and change between, oh, who's their best ruckman, Mumford or Jacobs? No, it's Jacobs. Mumford showed last year the game has passed him, and he's there purely for backup. No chance that he just rests a week or two, Sam Jacobs? Well, look, that's every chance, and they got Mumford there for backup. But look, at this pick, all I need from him, if I'm starting with him in the ruck and there'll be people out there thinking about it, you really just need him to get through the first 10 weeks of the season. I feel like you're playing with fire so much with that pick. 
Hey, I probably won't do it, and I'm probably likely to start Gorn. If I'm not starting Gorn this season for whatever reason, it's probably going to be on the back of not being able to pass up on Sam Jacobs. I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting. Marsh Carp, that's it. If he walks out and he's solo Ruckman three games in a row, we, we are going to be talking about this coming to the start of the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, look, hey, I, mean, I, I love all your arguments for. They're very good. He's he's priced at the moment, right, at an average of like 60. He, and, and I just reeled off to you before that he hasn't done under 80, like, for 10 years. So that's 20 under his average. Is he actually average. priced at an average of 60? I believe so. What's 350K? Isn't that about 60? Well, the, my mid-pricer funny. averaged 87, and he averaged 87, and he's 474. I don't know, that gives you sort of a... A ballpark, so ninety gets you five hundred k. Well, you look at everyone around his price, and we understand people get discounts or that sort of crap. But Oscar McCurney, right? He played uh, nineteen games. There'll be no discount on him. McCurney. He's worth twenty. <laughs> McInerney, whatever his name is, he averaged sixty-seven <laughs> last year from nineteen games. So maybe he's, he's about twenty more than Jacob. So maybe he's priced at around the sixty-five average. Maybe not sixty. Maybe he's priced around sixty-five. Yeah, still, Breda. Mine's Nick Nat. My sorry, not Nick Nat. Nick Nat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Phew. I might just, I might just put the uh, yeah, yeah uh, fifteen minutes and wrong come back. <laughs> wrong club. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! It is Nick Haynes with a H. Um, back end of last year was insanely impressive. It's another one I won't pick off the bat, but I could easily see him becoming one of the better super coach picks as a defender um, this year. Um, I got some sort of confidence with you know his Shaw sort of moving away. Um, there's a, there's not much going on down in that GWS backline in terms of decent size guys who can really use the ball well. They're either you know Phil Davis lockdown or your little sprinters in between. I think Nick Haynes uh, is a bit of a, a pickoff merchant, and I think he is close to the best one going around at the moment. I don't think he gets any love from anyone in any football community just yet, but I think he will this year. But Bomb's mine was also Jacobs, but I'm, I don't have as strong arguments as you. I was trying to play devil's advocate before. Um, yeah, so you're only playing devil's advocate because look who I'm pitting him up against, Max Gorn. That's the reality. Hey, no, I'm only playing devil's advocate because you've got to give the for and against. You got to ask the hard questions. That's why, well, mate. Okay. You answered it well. Well, I was relatively confident in my work. You don't have to take the hostility from last podcast. Over here, mate. That was between me and Brett. You just leave that. You leave that at the door, buddy. Uh, my bad. My yeah, bad. No, you're right. Um, and the primo. I think this is going to be interesting. Uh, bombs. Oh, they got a few of them. Uh, but how can I ignore anyone other than Lockie Whitfield? 600k forward line player will average the most of any forward this year quite comfortably, in my opinion. Will probably even go up to around 120. I reckon, Corey. Nice. But will he play 22 games? Who the fuck knows? But um, I'm not going to uh, not run him, uh, given the really you know outlandish, if you like, sort of average I just put to his name. Brenner? Yeah, pretty much just going to you know cut and paste exactly what Bomper just said. Love a few of their premiums. Whitfield is the obvious pick. If he's not the best forward in the comp next year, he'll be number two. So, yeah, Whitfield, lock and load. Don't even think about it. Um, and mine's Josh Kelly, um, and I think because this is the first in a long time that we've got an injury-free Josh Kelly at the moment, touch wood, um, has a full pre-season under his belt, which he hasn't done for a very long time, 
an absolute gun out on the field. Like, uh, he's elite of elite. He's so classy on both feet. Goes forward, kicks goals. GWS is going to be a serious team, a serious contender this year, and it's going to be back off the back of Josh Kelly. He's the kind of player, we are talking about this off here the other day, I reckon if him and Fife play 22, they win the Brownlow with ease. You know, it's just a matter of are we going to get 22 games out of these two. I've started Cali for the last two years. I can't see how I'm not going to start him again. Um, so if you're worried about injury, just maybe don't pick him because I'll probably go him again. I've, I've actually heard player. on the grapevine some interesting news about Josh Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Bombs is actually considering him at uh, M5 this year. <laughs> on the street. <laughs> Uh, Brett, your news is actually uh, very accurate. Actually, he has uh, he has <laughs> featured um, in the last week uh, in in that position, and for all the reasons that, that Corey mentioned, um, no reason why he can't pump 120 average. Very, very good footballer when he's on the park, and um, yeah, I think like a lot of these GWS players, Whitfield, Canelio, Ward, Kelly. Uh, you know, even Williams to, to if you want to sort of you know branch out a little bit more. Everything is about games played with these guys, aren't they? They also seem to all of them just hover 14, 15, 16 games. Just give us twenty two. Be good, be good. Uh, where do these guys finish in the ladder? You reckon? Four to six. Oh, I think a lot higher. Than that. I think two, two, three lowest. Yeah, I've got them top four. Yeah, I think they're top four with these. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a competitive year this year. Um, the you do not touch bombs. Do not touch Timmy Taranto. Now people are gonna say, why why aren't we gonna touch Timmy Taranto? Well, I just rattled off before about six names, like six premium names you, you could be selecting, and he was a big big beneficiary last year for all the injuries they had, and as much as his average went up to hundred and two. That, that's probably all he could do at this point of his career, particularly with the return of uh, Ward, Kelly, Whitfield, Cornelio, uh, all into that team. So, um, yeah, so don't get sucked into Taranto. Don't think he's going to go up another 10, 15 points this year. Don't see it happening. Brother? Mine is just changed on the spot. Mine is that Bombs will be eating his words when Tim Taranto averages <laughs> close to 115 this year. I absolutely love Tim Taranto. I think he is going to be... Uh, you know, he'll be. It'll be him. Whitfield, Kelly will be their three best players for a very, very long time. I think Tim Taranto is an absolute monster, absolute monster, and I think he could easily average 110 plus this year. Nice, but who do not touch? Maybe tell us. Yeah, maybe tell us someone to avoid them. Brett, oh, fucking. sorry, I thought that was your outlandish statement. Never mind, boys. Toby Green because he head kicks everyone. I'm so sick of trying to find ways to you know convince myself to run Toby Green, but just don't do it until he actually allows us to do it and uh, just gives us a good run. You draft smoke. He was an animal. He was an animal last year, Toby Green. You know, and that was all based on the back half of the year, him going into the midfield, I might add. So, um, yeah, with Bretta, he's going back to the forward line this year, so do avoid him. Um, mid, uh, did you just say the slider? Oh, hang on, I didn't say, slider? mine was Callan Ward for the avoid too, because I think, I think Taranto will hold the spot. I think Hopper, I think Ward will play more of a wing, and I just can't see him putting out you know anything higher than a, a 100. Draft Smokey. Well, like Callum Ward's... Callum Ward is my draft Smokey uh, because he is going to he's going to slip down the order. And if you have a look at kind of you know we ignore last year where he played one game 
in, you know, done his ACL in the first quarter. His um, lowest average since 2012 inclusive has been at 97. And one, two, three, four, five out of seven of those years have been 104 or more. So um, if you can grab him um, as a bit of a slider there, uh, I think he's going to serve your team very, very well. Uh, Brady, your draft slider. Nick Haynes again, doubling up on that name. I don't think anybody is sort of on that hype train yet, and um, I don't think anyone will have him come draft time. I think most will have dropped him if they even had him at all. Um, yeah, could really be anything, and with the defence, you got to take risks. you got to take punts to try and get ahead of the game, get on someone early. Haynes is my guy. Uh, and mine, uh, Hopper and uh, Cameron, uh, Jeremy Cameron. Um, I just think that you'll get two... Just value picks that wherever you snag him, um, especially Cameron. He does it up forward. He'll float between like an 80 to 110 from week to week. Those games where he boots, you know, 7 or 80, he'll, he'll get you the win. And he, he normally does enough up the ground as well just to, to score cheeky points too. So if you can get him at kind of a later round, I love it. And why everyone else is picking up, um, you know, the the Callies and the Tarantos and the Wards and stuff. If Hopper can sneak past, um, definitely have a look at him because the bloke is an absolute jet. Gun. Uh, outlandish statement. Bombs. Oh, outlandish statement. We will finish the year with five, I repeat, five GWS premiums in our side. It's oh, a big number. That's huge. I'll name Whitfield, Zach Williams, Canelio, uh, Josh Kelly, and I might have overdone myself here because I can't think of the fifth. Toby so Green. someone else, <laughs> so Toby Green might have been the other one because the other midfielders are going down injured. That's that's right. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, I've already pretty much given mine that Tim Taranto one ten to one fifteen. Yeah, nice. Uh, and mine's Josh Kelly's the number one scoring midfielder at the end of the season. Uh, I, like I don't really find that that's outlandish. He's so good, and I know I am very tempted to pick him. Well, he's never done it before, so that's true. Yeah, that's uh, Bombs Hawks. What about him, Tori? Oh, cash cow, mate. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does this mean I can finally talk about Sicily in this podcast? Because I know I brought him up in a previous one. Oh, um, cash cow. Well, I won't bring up Sicily as a cash cow because he's not that. Will Golds, Corey, has actually been sitting in my team for a fair bit of this preseason. And I'll be honest with you, I've got no idea why, but this is going to be another <laughs> one of those situations, Corey. I look at the name and I look at the name I just. So, Will is the man. You know, this bloke's not even in the prospectus. Will Golds. Yeah, Will Golds. You know that? Uh, is he at the under the rookie listed banner? No, 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 Corey, he just jumped into his spaceship. Ah, okay. <laughs> With the shooting stars meme, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, hey, Corey, mate, I found him Will Golds here. Now, given the fact that he's a rookie, Corey, I've just demolished all my confidence in relation to him, so we might be screwed here. But they picked him up from the VFL um, last year. So he spent one year in the VFL, um, and it actually says in the prospectus here, he struggled to make an impact across his 16 games in the VFL. So maybe just don't pick him. <laughs> that is the most confusing rookie selection. <laughs> no, you know, you know what it is, Brenner? I've heard. I've heard a few things. I've heard a few positive things. And sometimes you just got to throw out a random name because they might just come to You fruition. know what? 
It's like when Tony Alango was like the most picked rookie like there was. We all knew he wasn't going to play, but his name looked cool and he was super cheap as a loophole. Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit like the Butts and the Jochenbers and the Toriels. You, you Zerk Thatcher. Very good. No, he's all right. I am. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff there. I'm sorry, lads. Um, uh, that's right. Look, I'm I think like, I think I'm like if we can get him back into after your thing, it's hopefully that fixes it up. What happened to it? Literally sounds like you entered a spaceship. <laughs> it's all echoey yeah. and horrible. Is this all right? I'm, I'm actually sick of coming into podcasts and Bonfers Mike letting us down every single time. It's actually yeah, doing my nut. Unbelievable. I'm the only one that's got in my way to buy some, you know, studio-level equipment. <laughs> yeah. We're not just on the Xbox. You are on the couch thinking, hey, when's my bloody tacos? <laughs> Mate, I'm on my iPhone. How did you know I had tacos tonight? That's actually stressful. Uh, I'll, you know I'll that. tell you now, Bretta. You know, the, fan, the the footballing community in terms of the players, not the only thing I'm watching this pre-season, mate. <laughs> I like it. That's, that's that's commitment. I'm scared, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> Moving on, look, there's probably not going to be a good Hawthorne rookie. Nah, yeah, what's the cutoff? Uh, uh, 240, 250. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, Brett, you go. Changquath Giaf, and the only reason I'm saying it is because the eye test last year, he was actually pretty fantastic, and the fact that Hawthorne literally have no one else worth talking about. I mean, he's 219, don't like that. Played two games, averaged almost 70 last year, seriously talented player, just don't know if they have the confidence to roll him out, but yeah, I'm obviously not going to pick him, but he's the only one even close to worth talking about. Hawthorne now struggles down the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Jacob Kaczynski. Um, cousin of ex uh, St Kilda champion forward uh, Justin Justin uh, the knockout king Justin. KO king um, yeah, yeah poor guy yeah Jacob Kaczynski look still young still raw down down we get a game this is one of the hardest teams we've had a look at um, so far and they're not really sure. notorious for blooding really young kids either are they uh, no, they look to win now always win now yeah. So, it'll be tough. Your mid-pricer bombs? Well, I mean, I've got to choose one, and it's going to be Chad Lingard. And I said on the pod the other day that when I was looking at a specific price bracket, I thought he could be one that if he, uh, you know, was less forward pocket, was a bit more high half forward, and he could kind of get around that 25 touches, that he would be able to average somewhat, somewhere close to 100 points a game. But um, that's probably not going to happen. Okay. Fair enough. Bretta? Wingard is the best of the mid-prices, but it's just an ugly pick. And, yeah, this is a hard team to do because they really don't give much value at all. Very, very hard. Um, And I was the same, Wingard. I reckon if there's anyone at that mid-price bracket that could break out and do anything, it's potentially him. I don't think he will, but they're they're a bloody tough team to look at. Um, Your primo bombs? Wow. It wouldn't be a premium selection if we weren't talking about Tom Mitchell. Now, Bretta, are you starting him this year? I'm not, no. What? Tom Mitchell, I'm not starting him, no. Uh, Corey, do something with this guy's fucking contract. I may even sack him from the show. Why is he such a lot, bro? Dude's overpriced as hell and he hasn't played a game in 12 months. You do realise he averaged like 134. 
you do realise he snapped his leg in half. <laughs> yeah, well, he only did it once. He's got to do one more to catch up to Dockett. Oh, well, that I've got to, I've, I've must pick a ball. I've got, to, I've got to see Marsh Cap. I, I need to see him. Hold on. The field I'm, not, I'm not picking him. I'm not picking him at all. Wait, hold on. Corey, you did. You just say you don't have him either? Yeah, I don't have him. Right now, I don't have him. Shut up. I don't have him. All right, tell me, tell me out of these guys... Who is a least a less safe pick? Lockie Neal, Patrick Cripps, Dangerfield, McRae. I'd even throw Dunkley in there. Fife. The less safe. And now give me the two again. Dangerfield, Cripps. Uh, so, uh, let's do one at a time. Cripps or Mitch? Uh, Cripps is less safe in my opinion. Hell. Oh, I'm done. That's Corey, we had a conversation a few days back. You're not recalled. Oh, where I said to you, yeah. I, I'm contemplating. That makes everything done. better. That makes everything better. Nah, Cripps is still a safer pick. That's dumb. That's dumb. Well, that's interesting. That is that is very very interesting. Tom Mitchell is one of the few, and I mean few, players in my team that have not moved since Supercoach Open. Oh, look, you I'm not. not I'm you. not ruling him out, but I don't have him at the moment. There is no chance. There is no chance in hell I'm not starting with this guy here. No chance in hell. He could have been priced at seven hundred. I still would have selected him. There I mean, is the no is, way I'm picking 630 for a guy who we literally don't know what we're going to get. I'll tell you what you're going to get, Brett. You're going to get an average of 34 touches across the season and probably 124 supercoach points. Bro, it's... Uh, I can't you're, see him you're being the same player, player not yet. Because that's what I'm worried about, Absolutely. And the game style, he sits under packs. Yeah, it's not as easy to come back from an injury like that as you think. What happened to Fife when he first returned? Well, I'll tell you now, Corey. His wasn't as bad. We did, we did mention it in an earlier podcast, but I did break my knuckle in the preseason, so I know what it's like to come back <laughs> oh, no. And I'll come back in absolute, with absolute flying form, Corey. Yeah, look, look I don't hate the big Like I said, I'm definitely not going to rule it out. Um, Tom Mitchell is guaranteed to be in your final teams coming come into the season. I can't believe it. I honestly thought he was a shoo in both your teams. I was just taking... No, I was honestly just asking the question take the piss. Yeah. Yeah, He's I'm not pissed. making it into my I'm team. Bit, so I'm yeah. a little bit worried what? about returning from a broken leg. Yeah. I couldn't give a flying fuck, Corey. <laughs> this guy only picks players that are injured. Clearly. Except Cockatoo, bad hammies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only one of value. The only one of value is like, no, nah, I can't do it. Too risky. I don't mind a broken bone, but if you've got muscle injuries, me and you've got issues, brother. <sighs> Interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm actually stunned. So yeah, you know yeah, they're easy right. to break once. What's his ownership? Am, am I like? Am I like the only? Oh, I'll rattle off the reasons why. McRae better, Neil better, Fife better, Kelly better, Cripps better, Dunkley better, Dangerfield better, Bonson Pally better, Trelaw better, Clayton Oliver better. That's. And then after that, like this, and this is the thing with me right now. So I'm not taking Dangerfield. I'm not taking Cripper out. Like they're 100% locks. I think Kelly and Fife will average more than him. I think they're the two best players in the competition. Um, yeah. And my last one's Clayton Oliver, and it's that value proposition that I get with it as well. And if I can, if I can get 40k come the start of the season, at 120. That, that'll be the that'll be the most likely Clayton Oliver to Tom Mitchell. That'll, I think you'll be fine. Uh, okay. You know what's going to happen? You'll play one JLT game, and and you guys will just saw Marsh series, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's a stupid series nah, it's, anyway. It's and not and the you, same. You will get a glimpse, and you will remember. He's had a year out of the game, and I think you forget. You just forget. I encourage you, jump on fan footy, jump on whatever kind of site you get your bloody uh, stats from, and just have a look at the last two seasons he played football, and uh, yeah, just the scores and consistency. Oh, God, fair dinkum, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm stunned. 
actually for, you stunned. know what's funny for you injury is just convenient whenever you want it to be some players relevant for some players it's perfect you're damn right the injury the way the way the way I look at it, yeah, you look at a completely different sport, but my old favourite player, Paul George, snaps his leg. It took him six months to get back to anywhere near what he was. Gordon Hayward, 12 months, same injury. And this is football. This is not basketball where you're having blokes literally smashing through your body every two seconds. I don't know how he is going to be able to perform at that level that you say we've forgotten that he can perform with uh, in such a physical sport with such a nasty injury straight away. Like that's, I haven't that's forgotten it. how good he is. I know how good he is. I'm he is a superstar. So he worried is about the that, best ball winner in the comp. Yeah. Foolish. Absolutely. Absolute. Brett, are you primo? I'm starting him. Uh, Sicily, and yeah. I'm the first year I've ever said it, but I'm strongly considering starting him. Um, if I run three defenders, Sicily will definitely be the third pickoff merchant, star of the game. Gave us twenty. He was twenty-two games last year. Pretty sure he did. No, um, no, no, he, no, he definitely didn't remember. He had that patch where he was in and out. Sure. Oh, he played 22 games last oh, year. He played 22. No, he went forward. That's played right. 22. Yeah. Yeah, he played 22 games last year. Um, yeah, I am very, very close to picking Sicily. I think this is the year that they just uh, they run him down back consistently, don't change it. I mean, Mitchell Lewis seems to be their new young golden boy who's going to play that up forward position. They've still got right. Bruce. They've still got Gunston. I think Sicily is going to be um, a, a big breakout year for Sicily. Yeah, and my primo is James Sicily as well. Um, he's locked down there. I think he's the number one scoring defender come the end of the year. I think he outpaced yeah, right to the number one target. He'll do everything we know he can do. He'll take. He'll fly over packs. He'll take marks overhead. Um, hopefully calms down a little bit and doesn't get reported too many times. Um, I don't think he'll play out forward. I think Clarko has addressed the issue that he knows he's not a forward. He ha- They had to go get Patton. Um and yeah, this I can't see him moving out of that back line. Any rebuttal? Agreed. Nah, I like the pick, so definitely no rebuttal. Nothing new, No, man, I like sister. I just I can't get over the fact you you idiots. I mean, Tom Mitchell averaged 118 and 129 in his last two seasons of football. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever. What are five averages <laughs> over his like? Well, what you did, what you did, Fife had the the knee injury. You tell me, and I'll tell you what he averaged. Well, yeah. well, the thing was, his his first three games after coming back, he averaged like ninety, and that wasn't as bad as Tom Mitchell's. And then he blew up and went crazy after that. But he still so got like eighty k, ninety k. Not from a snapped it? leg, man. Nathan Brown was going to win the Brownlow that year. He was never the same player. Same injury. Did it, did it, hold on, Mitchell's done his ACL. He didn't have a snapped leg like Nathan Brown. It's even what did you get? Mitchell snapped his leg. No, he's done an ACL. I'm going to suss it out. He's done an ACL. Let's that's find out. The, that's why I said to you at the top, mate. He's, he's one broken one leg. Still. It was a broken leg. Yeah, but was it? Yeah, but what what sort of break was it? Wasn't just an ACL. Well, you know, an ACL yeah. is a broken leg. ACL doesn't break, mate. Yeah, ACL doesn't is it? literally a little. Snaps. That's a little cord. Yeah. Broken well, this might brain. change everything, boys. Is out of my team. <laughs> this is the worst Bonfa has ever been. <laughs> I thought this was an ACL. No, no, bro. This is a snapped leg. Remember, he was under the power. Body falling across him. Yeah, and now like, yeah. He's on the two clean breaks to the tibia and fibula. Snapped the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on. They were clean breaks. Did you say? 
Yeah, clean uh, breaks is better, right. I know, but... That's all right. How's that? Uh, but it went... Five, five's, return, <laughs> five's return game after the broken leg. 117, 49. And this was his three-week patch after that. 139, 164, 120. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Tommy Mitchell. No, nah, there's a couple <laughs> 70s and 50s. Five's a gun. He's actually so good. I'm just fucking flabbergasted. Anyway, I've learned something new. I'm gonna, I'm gonna review this, and uh, we might touch base on this. Yeah, I can't wait till I get his team picture in like three days, and Tom Mitchell's not in there. Yeah, it's actually crazy. Boss has got to find another M5. How many times have you sent your team through Boss, and it's just like me just dipping you for having a player in there that you said you'd never have. Um. All right. Shit. Let's move on because that went a little. Lot, that little discussion through went a little bit longer. Um. Your do not pick bumper. Isaac's pick. I won't. I won't touch anymore on that. Cause I want to make this quick fire. So yep. Isaac's pick. Yep. Brenner. Yeah. You got Omira. I would also like to make a quick fire. Just don't pick him. No value there. Uh, and mine's John Batten. Don't get sucked into the fact that he's playing another team as a key forward. Um. Your draft, Smokey. Bombs. We've got one for you here. It's... Woo, 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 Peter! I'll tell you now. I'll tell you. Now, now, we all know that Tom Mitchell has a horrifically broken leg. He's happened in two places. <laughs> no one heard for And he might just come out and his average once again. Who knows? But I'll tell you now, there's nothing wrong with the ball, Peter. On a record, I think it could be handy for you late in the draft. He's a gun at the end of last year. Uh, Bretta? Warpedo uh, is not a draft smoky. He is a lock. If you have him, do not drop him. Do not do anything but hold on to him. Um, I don't know. Wingard, I guess. At your very last pick of your draft. I mean, it's Hawthorne. It's ugly. There's really no value in this side. Um, and Mike Jaeger. I actually think Jaeger's going to have a really good year this year. I think with the return of Tom Mitchell and the emergence of the Warpedo, I think Jaeger's finally going to get his uh, body right and get some good footy out there. Not expecting him to set the world on fire, but I think he's one that he'll just keep dropping down the draft board, and I really think that is because of the emergence of Warpedo um, and just his average last year. I just I just think that you'll get Jaeger at a really value pick, especially if you're in the keeper league. He's still young. Um, yeah, he's a good one to pick up late too. So I don't mind Jaeger O'Meara there. Um, outrageous, um, outrageous statement. Outrageous. Outrageous. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Tom Mitchell to do a uh, an absolute curly and break his leg in three spots. Yeah, you're a fucking mess. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, my outrageous statement I had written down for the podcast, Tom Mitchell to return to be the number one super coach scorer on the season. So we've it's had a good little. That's right. We've had two number one super coaches in this podcast for two different teams. Yeah. Well, well, Emma, Emma, your leg, leg bones is Kelly broken. None, I bet you. None. Inferior leg. <laughs> no, more screws means more power. Yeah. Uh, a Warpool to average fifteen points plus more than Tom Mitchell. <laughs> oh. oh. Um, I don't know if it's outlaying this, but I was going to say, James Sicily to have... Number one. Yeah, number one, but like by a clear cut, I'm going 115 plus average. Oh, that's big time. Yeah. 
Big boy year. Big boy year from Sis. I bet you we get to the start of the season. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> he might even come into my new five position now for Tommy Mitchell. Oh, no. I'm picking it up the board. A bit of DPB here. <laughs> oh, shit, shit, shit. Um, everything good? Real good. Yeah, beautiful. Just want to say, for those who are active on Patreon... Um, we're getting in a lot more of the nightly chats going on too. So um, jump into our chat channel every night. You can have a chat with us. Um, I'm, I've definitely been in there. Bombs has been in there a little bit too. Um, a couple of the other admins are flying around too. Yeah, Brett, we're yet to have you in there yet. So, you know, if you want to I've jump... been in there. No, I meant in the in the actual chat, like the voice chat. So if you want to jump on the voice oh, yeah, chat, no, yeah, I'll, jump yeah, in there in. as well. Um, just talking shit. But, um, yeah, as always, sign up to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Um, you need to be in there before the 29th to get a spot in one of our leagues. Uh, on behalf of Brett Bombs and myself, peace out, community, and thank you for listening.